Hey everybody, this is Rob from the Caffeine Crew cast of Pods and DC Primetime, and I'm here to tell you something that you should definitely be doing if you haven't done so already, and that is heading over to www.nextlevelradioonline.com. There's a ton of other great podcasts on the network if you haven't checked them out already, such as From Panels to Pixels, Two Fat Dudes, What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero, uh, an upcoming Lost Revisited podcast, uh, in addition to our flagship show, The Showcast Spotlight, which is about to probably get ready to kick off its brand new season of celebrity interviews. Great shows like The Melting Pat, Primetime Fantasy Football, and Con Talk. So whatever your interest is, there's definitely something for you at Next Level Radio Online. Make sure to check them out, like them, review them, share. Thank you guys so much for all of your years of support. Now, back to the show. Do you ever fantasize about being killed? Do you ever wonder about all the different ways of dying, you know, violently? And wonder, like, what would be the most horrible way to die? Well, hello, Mr. Fancy. The following program contains violence, disturbing imagery, nudity, and, oh my God, why are you even watching this? Just run away. This shit is going to give you nightmares. For real. Nightmares where you are running naked on a treadmill made of razor blades, and your third grade teacher is pointing and laughing at you. Now the dream of this life must end, and so too must the dreamers within it. For over 30 years, they have denied their own fates. For 30 years, they have lied to their own souls. But now is the end of days, and I am the Reaper. No, not really, actually. I'm just your podcast host for this Next Level Network production of What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero, episode 18. Supposed to be the episode about Silent Hill, but I'm calling it the episode I've scrapped more than enough times. Yes, everyone, I'm sorry for the delay. I know, last, well, jeez, it's almost been two weeks since last episode, episode 17, where I said, you know, oh, you'll be getting another episode, you know, very soon because I'm on vacation, I've got all this time, and, you know, I made it sound like, oh, yeah, hey, new episode's coming. And then it never came, and it never came, and it seemed like it was being delayed, and that's why finally on the Facebook page, I, you know, I wrote this long essay-like thing, you know, basically saying, sorry for the delay, guys, Uh, I've been really angry lately, and (laughs) every time I tried recording this podcast, it came out angrier than the last time. Uh, yeah. (sighs) Wow. So our world is fucked up. And I try, like, I, you know, when I went into this podcast, I I always said, you know, I didn't want, I didn't want to make it very political. I don't want to focus on, you know, the 
you know, the issues of the times and whatnot. This is supposed to be a, a podcast for Escape, a podcast where I either show extreme love for movies that don't deserve it, or I ridicule movies that don't deserve it, or that do. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I, I didn't want this to be a podcast where I bitched and raved and ranted about, you know, everyday mainstream shit because who really cares for starters and secondly it's not the point of this podcast i don't want to be you know talking about the shit you're gonna see all over your facebooks and your twitters and whatnot i want to just talk about stupid movies but last week especially uh what with the whole chris hardwick thing and i i'm not really a huge fan of chris hardwick's but I hate when I can see something going on in mainstream media and it's like, can people not see what is actually happening here? I, I'm i not going to say much on it because that was why I kept scrapping this because I would start on a tangent and it would just keep going. But let's face it, this world right now, uh, there's some things that I'm seeing in you know, mainstream media that's kind of hitting close to home, not so much necessarily with myself, but I know of people dealing with certain situations right now, and it's shitty, and so when I see something like a Chris Hardwick story that comes out, and I can see the writing on the wall, and it seems like almost everybody else isn't, and it's very frustrating, and I said a lot of shit, and... These are not the kinds of things I want to bring to this podcast. So that also led me to start questioning, what do I want to bring to this podcast? Um, The past few weeks, I've felt very, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? I guess uh, disenchanted with my last few episodes. I kind of feel that I've hit like a rut where it's like the podcast is not being uh, very engaging. It seems like it's just like a run of the mill, you know, hit your marks, hit your points, hit your beats, episodes done. And I kind of want to bring something else to this sh- to the show. I want to kind of change the things up a bit. So I might start doing the show a little bit differently, um, less themed. Uh, I'm still going to do movie reviews, but I don't think I'm going to make the movie reviews the absolute focus of the episode. I find that sometimes my movie reviews have been going on for 20 to 30 minutes, sometimes even longer. And I think that that sometimes is a little too much because for the most part, if you've seen the movies, you already know what you feel about them. Yeah, I'm going to hit some points and you might agree, disagree, whatnot, but you've seen the movie, so why am I telling you all about it? And if you haven't seen the movie, you don't want to hear a full review of spoilers because you might want to watch it. So it was one of those things where I was like, what am I going to do to do this show differently? Plus, I don't want to be... Yes, other shows have influenced my show. Um, it's It's the way art works. Art begets art. You know what I mean? Like, creation begets creation i mean that's the way things work i mean as as much as in the horror genre we're tired of remakes and tired of reboots but at the same time that's kind of what happens you know somebody sees something and they're like i want to make it my way i want to put my vision into it i you know i want to make a carbon copy just so i can put my name on it whatever uh the thing is is that 
and I, I believe it's Kevin Smith who I, I've heard say this quite a bit, art begets art. And so, yes, certain podcasts that I listen to, and I've made mention of them several times on here, you know, DC Primetime, Say You Love Satan, uh, you know, uh, Caffeine Crew, why that slipped my mind. I was going to call it the Caffeine Castapods. I'm like, no, 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 I'm forgetting a word there. Uh, caffeine Crew. Uh, the thing is, is that there's certain shows that have influenced how I do my show. And it's the way of podcasting. I get that, but I kind of also want to bring my own spin on things. So the odd rant may make its way onto the show. Um, but again, I don't want to... My, my whole thing when I do uh, recordings is I, want, I, I try to approach this in a way that how can I get people talking? without pissing them off to the point where they hate my guts. I mean, most of you listening probably already do hate me in some small way. But no, I'm kidding. I'm just totally joshing with you. But that's a term I haven't used in a long time, joshing. Anyways, (laughs) but that was the whole thing was the last week or so constantly making these recordings. And then it was like, no, scrap it. I, I, I said too much or I... You know, I went on with that tangent way too long and I tried to edit it and it would end up being a bigger mess. And it was like, you know, I just had to start realizing, you know what, the odd rant is going to make its way on this show, but I don't, I don't want to also do it to the point where it's, it's taking away from what this podcast is supposed to be about, which it's supposed to be about horror movies, science fiction movies, my love for them or my ridicule of them. Uh, and as it's been pointed out to me quite a few times now, my love for these movies is sometimes a little too much. But whatever. You know what? I, I like movies. I like cinema. I just like watching shit. You know, I like where I can turn my brain off. Uh, getting into turning my brain off. Movies I have watched lately. Uh, there's a few that I've watched where it's like, you know, just shut the brain off and have fun with it. Uh, Tomb Raider. Now, I I actually saw Tomb Raider at the theaters when it was out, but I now own it. Um, I bought it on DVD. I was like, eh, Blu-ray, whatever. Um, I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm a DVD guy. It's like when DVDs were big, I was still buying VHS. I'm always like a step behind. (laughs) Ask anyone who's seen the kind of smartphones I own. I had an iPhone 4GS up until about two months ago. That tells you something, right? Like, I'm always behind the times. I kind of like it that way. Um, I don't like buying into the new, you know, newfound gadgets that all these kids are like, I got the greatest phone in the world. Yeah, and you're never going to look up from it now. But anyways, that's a rant for another. Now, that will be a rant one day that will make its way on this show because if there's one thing that pisses me off is going to the movies and seeing someone on their fucking phone. Don't pay to see the movie if you're not going to fucking watch it. But again that's another rant for another day let's get back to the movies i was talking about so tomb raider yeah i watched i watched tomb raider i enjoy it it, it's a movie i enjoy it does what it's supposed to do if you've played a tomb raider game you know it's over the top theatrics it's it's shit that humanly really can't possibly happen it's indiana jones in a female form that's basically what tomb raider is and the movie does that so you know what i'm more than happy with it Another one, uh, staying with the video game world, actually, uh, Rampage. So I've been told by several people, watch Rampage. You'll actually enjoy it. Now, I, 
don't get me wrong i'm a huge i was a huge fan of the rock when he was in the wwf slash wwe i always used to love his bantering and shit like that didn't care much for his wrestling but whenever he'd start talking i was like okay this dude's funny but dwayne johnson in the movies has been hit or miss with me i don't care for him so much in the fast and the furious films uh gi joe eh, okay whatever it was gi joe i kind of expected cheese and that's exactly what i got so i guess you know kudos to them and uh doom well next week we'll talk about that how's that sound uh because that's next week's episode uh and it will be next week don't worry i will make sure that episode actually gets out on fucking time but again going back to whole dwayne johnson thing it's like he's hit or miss with me walking tall didn't really care for the tooth fairy i never watched i never will um but anyways i watch rampage and fuck that was a fun movie again another one of those movies where turn your fucking brain off and just watch it for what it is a lot of uh, a lot of cute or cool little like eggs thrown in there cute references to the video games um as a matter of fact there is an arcade game uh (laughs) of rampage scene in the film so i that one was a lot of fun it's kind of interesting because i when i was watching it i'm like this is kind of a monster movie i could actually do this as an episode on the podcast so (laughs) i probably won't but don't be surprised if that comes up one day so anyways yeah i watched that it was a it was a hoot a lot of fun uh, I had some laughs. I probably had more laughs with the movie Dale and Tucker versus Evil, which I finally got around to watching. Or is it Tucker and Dale versus Evil? I think it's Tucker and Dale. I'm saying it backwards. But yeah, I finally got I finally got to that one. I've had people telling me about this movie for years, and it's just been one of those things. I've had it marked on my Netflix, on Shutter, and everything. And it was like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Finally watched it. It was pretty fucking funny. I'm not going to lie. Uh, not the greatest movie I've ever fucking seen, but I did enjoy the shit out of it. Uh, Alan Tudyk as a hillbilly. That I never thought I would actually really enjoy, but holy shit, that was a lot of fun. Um, and Jesse Moss, that, fuck, that actor. You know, it's kind of scary because I've actually heard that in real life he's like one of the most chill and you know, coolest guys to meet and whatnot. But man, does he know how to play an asshole really good. Like he's a fucking dick in this movie. He's a fucking dick in ginger snaps. He's like everything he's ever been in. He's a fucking dick. And yet I've heard that he's like the complete opposite, which I guess makes sense because a lot of actors are like that. So yeah, uh, Dale and Tucker versus evil or Tucker and Dale versus evil. I, I know I'm a fucking moron. I said it last week. I'm or you know last episode. I'll say it again. I don't know everything. I'm a fuck up most of the time, so kind of deal with me. Uh, what else did I watch? Oh, Phenomena. I finally uh, got a physical version of that, and I never realized how much I really do love that movie. It's kind of weird because okay, as I've grown up, so has Jennifer Connelly grown up, and Jennifer Connelly was like you know the crush I had when I was a kid. Then she was the crush I had when I was a teenager. Then she was the crush I had as an adult. And I go back and I watch her old movies now where she's like kid. And I'm like, you know, I crush on you now. You were cute back then. I had a crush on you back then. But it's not right to look at you now (laughs) as a 42-year-old man going, she's still cute. No, she's 
young, you know, and it's fucking weird. It's weird when they like grow up with you. Um, I don't know. It's like fucked up, but I mean, she's a beautiful woman. Paul Bettany is a very lucky man, but, um, aside from that weird, like kind of tangent where you now think I'm some fucking moron, but anyways, uh, No, Phenomena, I love that fucking movie. It's a weird movie. It's got a weird fucking soundtrack, but I absolutely love it. It will be uh, one of the movies I do a full review on on this uh, podcast. And hopefully I won't talk so creepy then when I talk about it. And finally, Trick or Treat, the movie from 1986. I finally got a physical copy of it. I've had it digitally for a while now, and... uh, I found it was, uh, I, to be quite honest, when I when it showed up in the mail, I was like, I think this is a cheap knockoff um, because it was officially released way back in 2002, I think, on DVD. And this one looks like it's kind of a knockoff. It, it looks very cheap, but it plays. It looks nice. So I was like, okay, whatever. Um, it's like it's the four to three ratio screen. It's not the full widescreen, so that kind of pisses me off. My digital version is widescreen, so I still keep that one as well. But you know, I was thinking about it. That's a movie that needs a Blu-ray release. I, I really do think that Trick or Treat, it needs a Blu-ray release. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, I think there was probably other movies in there I watched. But, like I said, it, it's been it's been weird. Like, in terms of my personal life, I'm very happy. But when it comes to, like, just the shit I see on the news and the way this world has become, I'm very angry lately. And I had to keep scrapping the episodes because it was just... It, it was too much anger, and as much as, like, yeah, I'm going to rant occasionally, and there's going to be things that are going to piss me off. God forbid I ever do an episode on, you know, Blair Witch, Book of Shadows, or Alien Covenant, because that will just seem very angry. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's like, I, I was going back, I'm editing the episodes, and I'm like, no, this is, I'm too angry in this. And I know some people have told me that my rants are, like, you know, they're they're fun and they're healthy and they're a good way to get people talking. But I don't want people talking to the point where they're they end up becoming more angrier than I was. If you know what I mean, like I want good discussions. I want people to be able to interact and whatnot. But I don't want to piss people off to the point where you know they stop listening to my podcast altogether. So, um, oh, uh, one more thing I do want to mention. Uh, so in my uh, time of absence. I also, uh, I did a lot of thrift, uh, thrift store shopping. Uh, uh, there was a new Goodwill that opened, uh, literally it's about a 20 minute walk from my house. It's not far. So I went and checked them out. Uh, great VHS selections. I, the day I went, it was kind of small, but I've been told that it's <laughs> grown exponentially. So, uh, they have uh, VHS DVD. There's a few Blu-rays, a really vast section of books. Uh, which was kind of cool. I got, I finally got actually uh, Stephen King's Under the Dome, and I got it like for three bucks. So I was like, eh, I can't complain. And it's uh, apparently it's the original uh, edition of the book. It's not the revised edition. So that's kind of cool. Um, and some vinyl. They they have a, a small little vinyl section, but I ended up finding Motley Crue's Shout at the Devil for two bucks. I was like, can't go wrong with that. Like I grew up with fucking Motley Crue. Like. 
and maybe some people nowadays would be like, oh, Motley Crue, they're so 80s. Yeah, they are. I'm an 80s kid. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I found their, uh, you know, shout at the devil for two bucks. I was like, nice. But anyways, I also uh, wanted to mention uh, a friend of mine, um, her and her, her uh, fiance. Well, it's actually her fiance's store and she's helping him. I uh, recently opened up a record store here in Windsor, Ontario. Uh, Galaxy Records is owned by John Ashley. is a guy I actually knew years ago, uh, back in my days when I worked at PetSmart. And uh, I hadn't seen him in a while, but uh, he's uh, now engaged to a good friend of mine, Edith. And anyways, they they have Galaxy Records has now opened. It's... Uh, for those of you who live in Windsor, uh, Bob Ream Sports, it's in the back of that. Uh, it, you go, th- you can actually walk through Bob Ream's, or you can go to the back of the store and enter in from there. Uh, he has a lot of used vinyl, but it's used vinyl that's in great fucking condition. Like, and he cleans all the albums. He does a fucking great job with them. I, I and he's really cool about deals and shit like that. Like, uh, oops, sorry. Um, he, he's really cool about deals. Uh. You know, great pricing, but, like, the quality of the albums is fucking great. Uh, I got, uh, well, fuck, he was nice enough to uh, inform me he had a really cool Misfits, uh, um, not demo, bootleg, uh, Descent into Evil, and it's a full live concert. I was fucking, fuck, I've played that a couple times already. I got Venom's Black Metal on vinyl, finally. Uh, Fuck, what else did I get? The Aliens soundtrack. Um, They're not Aliens, Alien from uh what 1979 i believe anyways first edition printing on vinyl he had it i was like that one's mine uh the original first pressing edition of the jaws soundtrack from 1975 which is my birth year so i was like oh fuck snag um (laughs) like and like i said the albums are in great condition i've played all of them now and they sound fucking wonderful Anyways, so I wanted to give a shout-out to Galaxy Records. Uh, you can contact the store if you want to call them. You can call them at 519-819-5458. You can email at galaxyvinylrecords at gmail.com. Or you can go on the Facebook page, which is Galaxy Vinyl Recordings. Uh, no, sorry, records, not recordings. Uh just look online for Galaxy Records. You'll you'll find it on Facebook and whatnot. Uh, great guy, great people, and a great selection. Like holy shit! Like I, I'm impressed with the titles they have. I could easily spend a lot more money than I normally do there. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to mention that, and I think that's that's about gonna sum up this uh, opening to this episode. I know I've kind of been all over the place, kind of talked about a lot of shit. And I haven't even gotten into the movie review of the week, which is Silent Hill. Uh, we'll get with we'll get to that in a couple seconds, you know. But um, again, uh, from me to all of you, sorry for the delay of this episode. Uh, trying to keep my anger focused has been a bit of a struggle. And if you know me, I'm the kind of person I'm very chill. I'm very relaxed. I you know I don't I don't spit off a whole lot. Most times, you know, I make, you know, one comment and kind of move along my way. But uh, last couple of weeks, it was, it, it's was it been once I start, I don't stop. And I'm not nice when I rant. 
So I, I didn't want to bring that kind of negative energy to the show. So that's why I've kind of stopped. I, it, it took me a bit, but I think I finally got my shit on straight. And I'm not going to rant about stupid shit. So now it's time where I still want to keep bringing the trailers to the show. That is something that's not going to change. I, I like, you know, sound bites are a nice way to break up a show. You know what I mean? Like not always have the continuous monotonous sound of my very irritating and obnoxious voice oh yeah also i'm on horror amino now just so you know uh what lurks behind podcast zero you can find it um i have something to say about horror amino but i'm gonna do that later uh at the end of the show right now trailer time so we're gonna spin the trailer for silent hill and when we come back me and all my multiple personalities we are going to just do a quick run through and get the facts and my feelings out and whatnot and uh, then send you on your merry way, okay? When we come back. Honey, sometimes when you go to sleep, you go on a little walk and sometimes you talk about a place. I don't remember. That's why we're going to go there. So you can remember. ago. I don't know what's happening. Do you know what's going on here? This place is completely cut off. Only the dark one opens and closes the door to Silent Hill. Hey! Where is she? I'm trying to find my wife. She looks exactly like Sharon. Why? Rose, come on! face the darkness of hell. It's okay, baby. Mommy's coming. So, oh, shit. Before I forget, I could have done this at the end of the episode, but I'm going to do it now. Uh, Lurker's recommendation for the week, because it's really inspired me, and I want to share this with the world. Nine Inch Nails, brand new release, Bad Witch. I've been listening to it since last night. I got it last night, right bef- actually right as I was leaving for work. I you know, purchased it from iTunes. 
I have an Android phone, but I still use iTunes. So, anyways, whatever. Uh, Google charges too much. I don't fucking like Google. But anyways, so, um, yeah, so... I get the new Nine Inch Nails album, put it on my phone. I'm like, all right, I'm going to listen to it when I'm at work. I have not stopped listening to it since uh, I got home, uh, since I was at work. Uh, The only time I wasn't listening to it was when I was asleep. It's awesome. Six tracks. Uh, Currently, I'd have to say right now my favorite ones are probably Ahead of Ourselves and Over and Out. But I love this fucking album. It's, like I said, six tracks. It's fucking amazing though like it's so good one thing i've always loved about nine inch nails and trust me we're getting to the movie in a second i just need to get this out into the world uh one thing i always love about nine inch nails his music has always basically it it, it, it's gonna sound so overly cliched but i have to say it this way it almost like speaks on my behalf I don't know like what the fuck it is with Trent Reznor uh, and my life like and he's totally gone different paths than I have obviously I don't even know the fucking man nothing like that but I always find his albums always speak exactly what I'm feeling at that time this new one bad witch and you know if you've read any of the interviews with him like online lately through you know Entertainment Weekly or The Guardian or whatever he's done quite a few he's basically he says exactly how i feel about this fucking world right now and you know how like we're we're depleting as a society we're not getting better social media has not made us better it's made us worse um and just when i'm listening to this music like you you hear that like that degradation of sound and you but at the same time the sound is so beautiful and it's so abstract and at times it's got a great melody and it Fuck, I'm completely blown away by this album. I haven't felt this good about a Nine Inch Nails album since, like, With Teeth. Maybe, well, Year Zero really stood out for me. The Slip took me a bit. It wasn't that it was a bad album. It's actually considered, you know, a classic in my eyes now. But when The Slip first came out, I wasn't excited about it. Hesitation Marks came out, I wasn't excited about it. I loved them. I listen to them a lot now, but when they first came out, it was one of those things where it took a bit to grow on me. The last few EPs he's done, not the actual events and Ad Violence, as good as they were, they still weren't grabbing me. And then Bad Witch comes out and I'm like, oh shit, this is the one I've been waiting for. And everyone keeps focusing on the fact that he's playing saxophone in it. He's played saxophone before. This is nothing new, people. When he worked with Bowie uh, years ago on tour, he he played sax right on fucking stage. Like, this is nothing new. But, of course, you know, social media being what it is, people focus on the shit they shouldn't. Kind of like this episode, (laughs) this podcast, where I'm supposed to be talking about Silent Hill and I'm talking about Nine Inch fucking Nails. But, anyways, I wanted to throw it out there. Lurker's recommendation, Bad Witch, it's the new... EP slash LP, I guess. He, he's saying, he's he's calling it an album. Uh, for me, six songs, 30 minutes doesn't seem like a full album, but that's, I guess it's because for the last how many years now we've had albums that are, you know, anywhere between 60 to 78 minutes long, you know, going by CD format and whatnot. 
And nowadays with bands that, you know, release these like deluxe editions and, you know, you've got your album plus another 22 remixes and it's like, fuck, it's like a four hour album. (laughs) It's like, shit, really? So then, of course, Nine Inch Nails come along and he's like, okay, I got three EPs, put them together and it equals one long album. Uh, Yeah, Bad Witch being the third one, fucking amazing. That's my Lurkers recommendation. And now that I've said that, let's move on to the movie that we're supposed to talk about because I played the trailer, what, five minutes ago, six minutes ago, something like that. This movie, Silent Hill. And I'm going to preface this right now. I love this movie. So if you came here looking for me to bash the shit out of it, pick on it, whatever, no, not fucking happening. That's not to say that I don't have issues with this movie because, I mean, all in all, it's... A fiction movie. Every fiction movie has its plot holes or it has its moments or whatnot. And some sometimes it has, you know, bad dialogue, bad dubbing, whatever. So whatever. It's not I don't want to say that, you know, I don't have problems with this movie, but at the same time, like, I'm not coming here with a review that's going to completely bash the shit out of Silent Hill and everyone's like, Yeah, right on. No, um or uh, I don't know. You know, when I was reading up on the movie It seems more or less like that fans love this movie. Critics hated it. And the reason why is going to be kind of funny because when I get to it, I I have something to say about that. But, okay, so this week I'm trying to change things up a bit and do this a little bit differently than I have in the past. So what I'm going to do, you guys are used to the fact that I do what I call the rundown where I talk about like the release date, director, writers, producers, music, and you know, here's your starring cast, here's your synopsis, here's ratings. Why do I keep hitting this table today? Fuck, I'm a little klutzy. Um, anyways, I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do this a little bit differently because, oh, and then also, you know, normally I'd follow it up with what I call, you know, the blood, the gore, and the fugly. I've decided this week what I'm going to do is, as I'm going through each of the things that I talk about in the rundown, I'm going to give my thoughts as well, kind of blend it together as one. Um, I find, I don't know, I've become too much like other podcasts and I'm trying to change things up. So that's how I'm going to do it this week. See how it works. See what you guys think. I'm hitting everything in here right now. And you know what? I'm giving myself enough space. What the fuck? Anyways, so we're going to go with it like this. Silent Hill. Silent Hill was released April 21st in 2006. It's a 12-year-old movie now, and uh, it still looks really fucking good. But then again, I mean, any movie that's been made within the last, you know, 10, 20 years, they don't look as dated. I mean, movies from the 80s, those look dated. (laughs) Last Starfighter looks dated. Last Starfighter is a great fucking movie, and... I know there's talks about them remaking it. I'm kind of nervous. Although I have seen some of the concept artwork for like the Armada and whatnot. I don't know. Could could be good. Could be. But I don't know. I just, I can't see anyone playing those roles aside from, you know, like Lance Guest and Robert Preston and whatnot. But anyways, that's another movie. So Silent Hill was directed by Christoph Gans, uh, written by Roger Avery. And Christoph Gans, I believe, also, I think I'm saying his last name right, Gans. Uh, the two of them, I believe, collaborated on the writing of the of the film. Uh, it was produced by Don Carmody, Samuel Hadida, Victor Adida, 
Andrew Mason and Akira Yamaoka. And Akira Yamaoka also did the music for this. Uh, I believe he did the movie for or the music for both movies, uh, both Silent Hill and Silent Hill Two Revelation. Which, you know, Silent Hill Two Revelation gets a lot of gets a lot of hate, gets a lot of shit on from it. I liked it. I. I don't see why people hate these movies. I mean, in terms of video game to film adaptations, I think Silent Hill is probably one of the best. I honestly do. Uh, the starring cast. So, uh, starring Rada Mitchell. I, I want to say that's how you say her first name is Rada. Uh, she's fucking awesome. I, I like her in this movie. I, I'll be quite honest with you. I like everybody in this movie. The, the acting was really fucking great. Uh, Sean Bean, who, woo, Sean Bean, you lived through a movie. You survived. What do you know? Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's funny because I remember, and this goes back about uh, a year or two ago, maybe. I remember we, me and a couple friends were talking about like, you know, how Sean Bean, uh, there was like, I believe it was like, there was like a chart, like a graph chart or something that was showing like actors and who had died the most. And of course, Sean Bean's up in the, like the top five. And I remember I, you know, I, I mentioned it to my friends. I'm like, well, he didn't die in Silent Hill. And it was funny because of, you know, the ones I was talking to were like kind of sitting there and they're like, oh shit, you're right. You know, of course, there is always that one friend who's like, I think you're wrong. It's like, yeah, there's always got to be someone that's got to argue with me because I'm always wrong. I, I love how everyone always thinks I'm wrong about something. But anyways, whatever. Maybe I am. I don't know. I'm a horrible podcaster, right? No, I'm not horrible at this shit. I just sometimes I say stupid things. I'm human, man. Deal with it. Um. Anyways. So, yeah, but it, it was funny when I brought up about how Sean Bean's character didn't die in Silent Hill. And, you know, of course, all my friends were like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I guess you're right. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and so, yeah, he doesn't die in this. Uh, Laurie Holden, which uh, it's kind of interesting. So I saw this in 2006 or actually, I think I saw it like a year later and it's dvd release or whatever but whatever i saw it on dvd first i didn't see it in the theaters but i never actually put one and one together that laurie holden was in silent hill and she played andrea in the walking dead and i remember every time i watched the walking dead i was like why does this bitch look so familiar well sorry i shouldn't call her a bitch but her character was a bitch that first those first couple seasons so that's why i always be like that bitch um of course, Lori, uh, Rick Grimes' wife, she was the fucking worst. But anyways, I never, it, it never dawned on me that the reason why she looked familiar all those, you know, seasons on The Walking Dead was because she was in Silent Hill. And of course, I go back and I watch this and first words out of my mouth while I'm watching, I was like, oh, there's Andrea. And I'm like, oh, shit. You know, it's kind of weird how like things, I, I know, I'm. I'm that guy that a lot of people like to have fun with because things go over my head. Um, not always, but like some things it's like, you know, the wheels turn in, but the hamster's not actually in the wheel. He's kind of like spinning it from the outside laughing. So yeah, that's how shit happens in my head. Anyways, moving on, uh, still with the cast, uh, Deborah Kara Unger. I don't know why I have such a struggle with that name, but I have to say it very slowly to say it right. 
And it's not even like a complicated name. So fuck off. Anyways, Kim Coates. Uh, really like Kim Coates in this movie. I wish we would have had a bit more of him. Uh, of course, uh, those of you who watch Sons of Anarchy, you know him as Tig. And fuck, I loved his character in Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy was a weird show for me because it wasn't a typical kind of show that I would like. I remember my uh, my friend uh, Danielle actually was constantly on me. You got to watch Sons of Anarchy. You'd really like it. You'd really like it. And I just kept thinking, I'm like, it's not my style of show. And yeah, I got hooked. And I stuck through it with, you know, all seven seasons after. I, I jumped on board. I think season three had just finished. But uh, I, I loved Tig's character. And not to mention Kim Coates was also in the, the movie Officer Down. Which if you haven't seen that, I recommend you see it. It's one of those, it's so bad, it's a fucking great movie. Uh, finishing out the cast. Because I, I got to kind of move the show forward here. Uh, Tanya Allen, Alice Krieg, and Jodell Furland. I want to say it's Jodell. It should be. Um, Alice Krieg, I believe, she plays the uh, the crazy religious woman. Um, best One of the best fucking lines in this movie is when uh, Rada Mitchell's character... I, oh, fuck. I won't, her name wasn't Sharon. Sharon was the kid. Uh, fuck. What was her name? Shit. I'm horrible with fucking names. Anyways, I, even at work, don't don't think this is anything like, you know, I didn't do my research. No, I did my research, and I watched, I've watched this movie a thousand and one times. But I'll, like, I'll be talking to someone that I've known for ten years and still forget their fucking name. I'm, God, I'm horrible. But anyways, getting to my point, one of the best lines ever is, like, when, when um, the mother, anyways, walks into the, into the, like, the little cathedral there. They've just burned fucking Andrea. She's dead. They burned her to the stake and whatnot, which, fuck, that scene pisses me off. But anyways, and she walks in and fucking religioid fucking, you know, oh, hey, you know, we're saving ourselves. Yeah, you're full of shit. And anyways, I won't go on my religious tangents, <laughs> but um, I love when she's like, she's like, your faith brings death. And I was like, yes, that was fucking amazing. Oh man, after I saw that movie for the first time, I think I must have requoted that at least a hundred times. I love like those I love those quotes in a movie where it's like, you know, four or five words, nothing more, and it says like so much. And fuck, I love that scene. Anyways, uh let's move keep moving on here. Uh, I keep sidetracking this week. Um hopefully it's making for an interesting show for you guys. I know my brain is like, you know, like I said, it's like the wheel is turning the hamsters on the outside of the wheel, spinning it and laughing. Um, synopsis for silent Hill. So after the continuous sleeping, sleepwalking episodes of Sharon, the young daughter of Rose, Rose da Silva. There we go. That was her name. Rose. The decision is made to take Sharon to the place only mentioned in her restless dreams, silent Hill. However, the road to Silent Hill is anything but easy to access, and Rose creates a high-speed chase between herself and a police officer, only to end in crash for them both. Yes, police officer is Andrea. I, I refer to her as Andrea. I know her name was something else. Uh, it started with a C, and I can't remember, but I call her Andrea because that's how I remember her. Uh, when she wakes up, Rose, that is, Sharon has disappeared, and Rose is at the entrance to the deserted, dreamlike town of Silent Hill. 
As Rose begins to search for her daughter, she does not realize the terror and mystery surrounding her. Rose is led on a blind search for her beloved daughter, finding herself getting more and more entwined into the disturbing past of Silent Hill. I'm going to say this right from the very beginning. I'm not even going to wait to get to this point. This movie is so beautifully fucking shot. I absolutely love the look of this movie. The fog, the ash falling in the sky, the, the grayness versus the color. Like you always know when, when they're in Silent Hill as opposed to when it's, you know, people in the all you know, the supposed like, you know, universe or existence that we are in as opposed to the Silent Hill. Uh, fuck it's just it's so beautifully shot it did a wonderful job with the cinematography for this movie um so now that i I actually remember the name yes um rada's character of rose da silva she does such a great job with it and like i said like her delivery of that line when she's like your faith brings death i'm like fuck i love you i'd marry you right now um it, it was and that's the thing i love about this film is I love the way it takes its shots at religion without actually taking a shot at religion. It just takes it takes a shot at the blind faith of religion and that someone can basically say anything. They can say, hey, I'm I'm the god of Gotham. Because I just happened to look at something with Batman on it, so that's what came to my mind. I'm the god of Gotham, okay? And I'm going to tell you that if you kiss my middle finger, it will grant you all the sex in the world. Don't ask me why I'm thinking all this up. This is just off the top of my fucking head. But, um, you know, and all of a sudden people, you know, 500 people follow me and they say, he's right. I'm going to kiss his middle finger and I'm going to get all the sex in the world. You know, 72 virgins. Oh, did I just go there? Anyways, (laughs) but like, I love the way that it takes its shots at that because that's a lot of the problem. You know, people always say, oh, religion is a problem. Religion is not the problem. It's the people who are using the religion. They're the problem. Religion is not horrible. Religion's man-made. So, I mean, think about it. Anything that's being said in a Bible is because a man wrote it in there. So, and trust me, I have read the Bible several times, and every time it infuriates me. It's like, people actually believe this shit. Um, you know, the Bible thinks that women are inferior to men and you, people buy this, like it, nothing bothers me more than when I see like a woman holding a Bible and she's like believing in it. And it's like, you do realize that book basically says you're fucking useless to a man. Like, you know, you, you should be like, you know, learning from your man and this, and that. And like, fuck, like use your fucking head, wake up, think for yourself, question authority. Thank you. Timothy Leary, fucking God. Anyways. I know I'm sitting here bashing religion, and then I call him a god. <laughs> I have a weird way of looking at things. But, um, no, I, I love that this movie does that. It takes that shot. like, and, and you don't see it in the beginning of the film, obviously. The beginning of the film is is all the creepiness. It's all the, the, the abstract creatures, and it's how did we get lost in this town, and where's my daughter, and all that weird shit. Like, that's that's the beginning of the movie and as it progresses all of a sudden you start to realize that the whole reason for the purpose of this silent hill is because of this crazy fucking obsession with believing in this faith and uh, i i kind of like went like way off on that more so than i expected but that's what i love about this movie so much um 
I'm going to bring this up because it it kind of leads to a point I want to talk about. So ratings, the way people have perceived the film. Um, IMDb, it's a 6.6 out of 10, um, which seems pretty accurate, I'd say. Like, obviously, more than half are in favor of this film. This it, it It's a good it's a good movie. And a lot of people, like I, I read a lot of the reviews on IMDb and a lot of people were saying, this is a very good video game to film adaptation. It, it's not spot on. It's not perfect, but it definitely has the feel of the video games. I played a bit of Silent Hill. Now, unfortunately, the version I had, I got Silent Hill 2 and 3, but it was like the HD collection for Xbox and it was buggy as shit. So I didn't get all that far into it. I did enjoy what I did play, but there was a lot of problems with that that version of the games. So I can't say that my overall knowledge of the Silent Hill games is really good because it's really not. Um, moving on, though, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes suck my dick. 29% approval rating. You know, So basically it's like uh, considered shit. Uh, fuck you but then again that's a lot of that um rating is based on what critics thought and as i'm going to move further into this you'll see why i'm pointing that out metacritic was the same thing it was like 30 31 percent is like what what the fuck but then you look at google users like whenever i do like a google search it'll always say like you know google users approve this film by so much and 88 percent uh in approval like it are in favor of this movie. But then you got Roger Ebert, who gave it a 1.5 out of 4 stars, calling the movie confusing. Hold there for a moment, please. Entertainment Weekly gave it a D plus. Like, they felt it was just barely a good movie. And many critics seem to share the same sentiment. They're like, oh, it's visually amazing. It's so beautifully shot. I don't understand what's going on with this movie. What? the fuck is wrong with people why do people always need things like completely spelled out for them okay like oh i gotta you know spill some blood and spill it out spell it out for you because if i don't you won't fucking get it this movie's not hard to follow just pay the fuck attention but you know what that was problem and i noticed a lot of critics complained the movie was too long no you have too short of an attention span you butt fucks like this movie is not that hard to figure out. It was pretty straightforward. You know, mother has daughter. Daughter keeps having weird dreams. They go looking for the town. They get lost in the town. And then by the time they get through discovering all the weird creatures and whatnot, they finally realize that the reason this town exists is because of some crazy faith that some fucking woman named Christabel was fucking spouting off and everyone bought into it. Like, it's not a hard movie to follow. Why are people acting? It's like... Oh, what was the other movie? Just the other... Oh, okay. So here's a side tangent for you. The Halloween movies. Supposedly, people are confused with the timelines. It's not that fucking hard. First off, let's single out Halloween 3. Halloween 3 is its own fucking thing, okay? It has nothing to do with the Michael Myers story. It was supposed to be the start of, you know, a yearly different movie in an anthology of Halloween movies. Didn't work. Okay, so Halloween 3 stands on its own. Halloween 1 is Halloween 1. 2, 3, no, sorry, 2, 4, 5, 6, H2O, and Resurrection are all the story if Laurie and Michael were related. Halloween 1 and the new movie coming out are 
the world of Halloween where Laurie and Michael are not related. Okay, so you have where they could be related spans off from Halloween 1, or you can go the other route where they're not related. It's not that fucking hard. And then Rob Zombie's movies don't count. Like they were his own and they were his own vision. He just kind of did things differently. He gave Michael a huge backstory that seemed pointless and, you know, had to include his wife in the movie because that's what Rob Zombie does. But it's not hard to fucking follow. But it's so easy if you think about it. Take Halloween 3 out of the mix right off the bat. That's all you got to do. Take Halloween 3 out and then look at the progressions of where things are going. Halloween 1 is the starting point. Now, if you take the new movie coming out, this is with Lori not being related to Michael. You go 2, 4, 5, 6, H2O, and Resurrection, this is where Michael and Lori were related. There. What's so fucking hard about this? <sighs> and again, it goes back to my point about Silent Hill. People claiming that the movie was confusing. It's not fucking confusing. Pay attention. But... We live in a world where people are too busy staring at their fucking phones, you know, swiping right on Tinder or whatever the fuck they do. Nobody has an attention span anymore. Nobody wants to watch a movie that's longer than fucking, you know, 90 minutes long, which is weird because most movies that come out these days are two hours or longer. But anyways, I'm chill. I'm calm. Um, my rating for Silent Hill, I give it a 7 out of 10 myself. It's not the greatest film I've ever seen, but I do enjoy it. And I do understand it, and I don't understand why people find this movie confusing. It's not fucking confusing. So that that's that's pretty much what I have to say about Silent Hill. Beautifully shot. Oh, and the music. The music is fucking amazing, of course. But you guys know me. Like if, if I've mentioned who did the music for the movie, it's probably because I like what they did. So I added it in. Um, yeah beautifully shot uh definitely got the creepy factor going for it. it's not i wouldn't call it a scary movie it's it's not scary um it's definitely horror but i, I wouldn't call it scary i think it's got a, a definite creepy factor to it i like that a lot of the monsters i don't know that i call them monsters i think the humans are the greater of the monsters in this movie um, kind of like a movie like Nightbreed and, uh, fuck, what's the other one I'm thinking? I thought of this the other day. Nightbreed is one of them anyways. Um, we're like, we, you know, we see these grotesque monsters and whatnot. Hellraiser is another one, actually. As much as you might not believe it, the Cenobites are not evil. They're just doing what they're supposed to do. That The humans are the evil ones. That's the point. Um, humans are always fucking monsters. Fuck, you want to hear about a sad story? I'll tell you about a really fucking sad story that just happened in this area. I want to say in Chatham, Chatham, Ontario. Like, how, how savage do fucking humans have to be that um, outside of an, uh, an industrial warehouse or whatnot, they found 18 Canadian geese de-headed, de-legged, de-winged, and the bodies and the parts were scattered everywhere. This is what humans do. You fucking sick assholes, not you people listening to this, but the human race in general, bunch of sick fucking savages. That's what you fucking do. Really? Really? What did those Canadian geese do to you? Nothing. Fuck off. Okay. Anyways, getting back to my point. I think that's one thing I like about Silent Hill though, is like we see like these creatures, there's the nurses, there's pyramid head and all that stuff. Those are all really cool. But I think the humans are actually the worst monsters in this, 
in this film. And I love that they highlight that. I love that. I love it when show when shows and films do that. They highlight how the human race is the. I apologize for this episode coming out so late, but you guys are all awesome, and you always tune in and whatnot. And so, thank you for that. I'm gonna just tell you where you can find the podcast on the social meds. Even though I hate the social meds, but. You can find it there. You can, you know, shoot me a message, talk to me, tell me I'm an asshole, whatever. I kind of look at that as a term of endearment. But anyways, nextlevelradioonline.com slash podcast zero. Go there. That is a great place to find the episodes. The episodes are always there. Um, I know sometimes iTunes has their issues. Google has their issues, you know, whatever. You If you go on the website, the, the episodes are always there. That... You will always find them there. Uh, so, and not to mention, there's other great podcasts. You hear us every week. Rob always has this beautiful little promo talking about it. I talk about the different um, podcasts on there. I a lot of the times on the Facebook page, I will share the links to other podcasts and whatnot. There is a lot of great shit in this network. Go check it out. You will not be disappointed. If you want to talk to me. And you don't want to do it on Facebook. You don't want to do it on Instagram. You can do it through email. Email what lurks behind podcast zero at gmail.com. Send me a message. Don't send me dick pics. You do that, I'll block your ass. I'm just saying. No dick pics, okay? I got a small enough dick as it is. I don't need to be, you know, have it shoved in my face that your dick is bigger than mine. I know it probably is. Don't worry. I'm well aware of this shit, okay? Uh, Facebook.com. Slash what lurks behind podcast zero. I'm going to admit that's probably where I do most of my uh, social media posting because I get a lot of like bloody disgusting articles from there, uh, Dread Central and whatnot. I'm not talented enough to write out full articles. I, I'm just not that good. You guys listen to my episodes, you know I, I'm a babbler. So I usually just share links from other places. Uh, Cryptease is a great. Um, a great Facebook page. I like sharing stuff from. So you'll see that VHS Wasteland always posts funny shit. I'll share on there. Uh, but Facebook is where I do a lot of the sharing. So if, you, if you're not following the Facebook page, go check it out, man. Seriously. It, it, if anything, you'll see like some funny images and some news articles that I wasn't clever enough to write about. Um, <laughs> but then there's the Instagram page. Uh, I believe I'm almost at 120 followers. I love you guys. You guys are always so welcoming too. Like I'll post like, I could fuck, I could post a picture of like, you know, Batman's ugly face and you guys would all be like, Oh, I love this. I love this. And there'll be that odd person who comment and be like, Oh, this, you know, made my day or go fuck yourself or whatever. But I love you guys on Instagram. You guys are great. Uh, okay, so I mentioned earlier about Horror Amino. I am on Horror Amino, uh, What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero. It's not hard to find. Uh, so currently in the middle of doing a poll on there about Frank Henenlotter films. And I got to admit, at first I was really disappointed at how many people don't know who Frank Henenlotter is. If you don't know Basket Case, Brain Damage, or Frankenhooker, do yourself a favor and go fucking watch the goddamn movies. They're fucking great. Um, yeah, I, I was. I, the poll is kind of evening itself out now, and there's, there was actually one person who knew who what bad biology was. Either they knew what the movie was, or you know they just kind of figured out. I'll, I'll pick that one because nobody else is. Um, yeah, bad biology is not that good, but 
it is what it is. I added it anyways. Um, but yeah, it, the polls got I think another week to go, and then I'm I'm going to be actually be talking about the results on on this episode. That's something I'm going to be doing. By the way, I'm going to be doing a lot more like polls uh, through Facebook, through Instagram, and through Horror Amino. And I'll, I'll share the results on here and talk about them and whatnot. Like I said, first one going on right now is, you know, favorite Hennenlauter films. And I couldn't believe how many people didn't know who Frank Hennenlauter was. I was like, fuck you. Go rent Frankenhooker right now. Or, or, well, download it, whatever kids do these days. Um, Twitter. Twitter. Uh, Twitter is where I retweet a lot of shit. I don't post a lot myself. I follow a few accounts, but um, I don't do a whole lot on there. But Twitter, at WLBpodcast underscore zero, letterboxed.com. I haven't done a lot on Letterboxd lately. I need to actually step up my game on that. But like I said, I'm not really good at writing. I'm more better at talking and babbling like a babbling idiot. Okay, I'm not really a babbling idiot, but I don't know. I just... Sometimes I can't sit still enough to just type, you know. I I have kind of thought of doing like a, a blog site for for the the podcast, but I don't know if I really like want to type out like really long articles and pieces and stuff like that. I, I'm more better at just talking. <laughs> okay, kind of better, but anyways, letterbox.com slash wlb underscore podcast zero. I will get back to writing reviews. I like Letterboxd. I like its format. I like I like reading other people's reviews and whatnot. So I will eventually get back to there. Uh, and then, of course, there's the Redbubble store, redbubble.com slash people slash podcast number zero. Don't write the word zero. Um, yeah, so I haven't added anything on there. Again, it's, you know, these past couple of weeks have just been a clusterfuck of everything. It's been fucked up emotions, being pissed off. Um, vacation went really nice, by the way. It was nice and peaceful. But then I went back to work. And so, yeah, I go back to work and like within the first day, like I almost lost my thumb. Well, OK, slight exaggeration, but no, it cut pretty fucking bad. <laughs> there was blood all over the fucking place. Um and I had to like keep it bandaged up for a couple days, which if you know me, I hate band-aids. I hate bandages and shit. It's like, eh, whatever. But yeah. Uh, so I, I did that, hurt my foot. I scraped my other hand up and it was like, wow, I should have stayed on vacation, but whatever. Um, yeah, it's just a human carcass, whatever it gets damaged. It fixes itself. Right. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's about it. Thank you, guys. I, I know I've been kind of babbling all over the place this week, uh, trying to, you know, just bring some fun and enjoyment and escape to your lives for a bit. Like I said, I'm going to try to keep, you know, well, especially poli- like political views. The politics thing, I don't do it in real life. <laughs> so why would I bring it to the podcast, which was kind of weird because I found that like so many people were talking about the things going on in the political climate of the world that all of a sudden it just it hit a note with me and I was like every time I was recording I was like fuck this fucking why the fuck do people believe this why do people listen to that why do people bitch about this you bitch about it you ain't gonna fucking change it and that was like what the episodes were becoming 
to the point where then when I'm editing it, I'm like, fuck, okay, that, that should have been like a 30-second rant, and it went on for 10 minutes. And I was like, yeah, I, I got I to gotta let myself chill, calm down, because I'm a chill guy, like normally fuck i don't give a shit about nothing obviously i'm a spookies fan <laughs> obviously things don't mean shit to me right but no it, it was just one of those things where it was like okay it's time to sit back and let myself calm down and i i've hit that point i the new nine inch nails album definitely helped out i was like oh, fuck I'm mind blown about this shit and i don't know it just inspired me i was like okay today's the day i'm gonna record the episode i want people to hear and this is it as bad as it might be this is it but um yeah thank you guys for listening thank you guys for being supportive thank you guys for always understanding when i have my shortcomings with the show and whatnot i'm going to uh it looks like uh, because i know now my schedule of work and i'm actually getting like acclimated to it now i think i'm gonna be able to keep a consistent recording schedule from this point on now uh, it looks like I'll, uh, I'll probably be recording every Friday, which I, I think is good for me. Um, for a long time, it was every Sunday, and uh, I, I think now it's going to be better. I think I've got my, my shit figured out, so every Friday, it looks like I'll be recording. Um, next week's episode will be uh, the video game Doom. Well, not the video game, but the video game-inspired movie Doom. Um which I just recently, I, I did my rewatch last week, or at least one of. I usually watch these movies a couple times before I talk about them and still can't remember names. But anyways, <laughs> I should just write this shit down. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I think next week's episode's going to be kind of interesting. I've been kind of looking at the, the movie in a different light. And the original opinions I had of this movie and where I stand on it now are kind of a little bit different so it should be interesting to see what comes out of my mouth next week that's what she said no um anyways I heard that all fucking week guys I work with man fucking great group of guys but them and there that's what she said fuck <sighs> anyways thank you for listening this week uh next week be doom with dwayne johnson the rock and carl urban and uh we'll see what else i rant and rave about oh and if like i say if you're in the windsor area go check out galaxy records man my friend my friends are good people and like i say great quality of the vinyl too like really good quality uh they got a cd sale on right now as well um doesn't have any eight tracks for those of you who are into eight tracks doesn't have any yet at least none that I saw in the store. Not that I have a player for that, but I kind of want one just as like a relic, like kind of like as a trophy. Say, I remember this day. I remember these days. Uh, I just really showed my age there, didn't I? Anyways, thank you for listening. Oh, and you know what? I think this week, just because I have to, we're gonna go out with a Nine Inch Nails song. I I I really want to share this album with you guys. Um, it's not really my place but who the fuck cares because it's a fucking great album so we're gonna go with some nine inch nails and next week doom and that's about it for me i've babbled long enough i need to shut the fuck up and let you go on with your lives go watch silent hill if you haven't seen it um i don't think i spoiled a whole lot and uh just remember your faith brings death bitches